This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, it's Glenn, and I want to remind you, peace of mind is tough to come by these days unless you have a Liberty Safe. With a Liberty Safe, you won't worry when you leave the house because you'll know your valuables are protected. And right now, you can get free delivery to your home on any Liberty Safe. Go to LibertySafe.com for factory direct pricing. LibertySafe.com, made in the USA, lifetime warranty, and peace of mind. LibertySafe.com. Another big debate breaking in the studio today. Whew. Who had the more successful solo career as a Beatle? It's been kind of an ongoing thing for it years, for I while. would say. And well, can we tell the gen- can we talk about the genesis of it? Because I like this story. Yeah, the, tell tell the genesis. Of the <laughs> genesis story. of we were talking about uh, who had the most successful uh, career as a it's solo artist Paul. as a Beatle, which is obviously Paul McCartney. <laughs> Uh, and George Harrison mm-hmm. uh, and John Lennon, also known for their yeah, uh, fairly and career. yeah. Uh, and as we're discussing that, we get an urgent breaking memo from our director Chris, who informs us as if the president has just as been if. shot. Yeah, as if uh, it's absolute fact. Yep. Too. <laughs> that no Ringo Starr has had <laughs> the biggest <laughs> career as a solo artist that was a former Beatle, and we we're like, we actually, you know, you no. feel for a moment like, wait a minute. What? Really? Holy crap! Are we this far off base? And then we kind of included his conversation in into the into the show uh, on the fly. This is all happening on the fly. And then even on the fly, we realized there's no way that that's it's not true. Possible. It's there's a zero percent chance it's accurate. And it took us only about an extra sixty seconds of checking <laughs> to find out that it is not even close to accurate. Uh, but, Ringo was probably fourth out of four. Yeah. However, as you'd expect, by the way, there's, there's yes, you would. no. Human being would say that he's anywhere other than fourth out of four, unless you want to make a nuanced argument that Pat was kind of discussing during the break. Yeah, I, you know, you could make a case that Ringo Starr had more number one hits, I think, than John Lennon. I think that's true. That's probably true. Photograph win number one. I think it don't come easy. Win number one. You're 16. I'm pretty sure was number one. John Lennon's solo career only lasted from 70 to 80. And then, right. I mean, his and then it kind of abruptly ended. There was a reason. But he what, was shot in the head. Was there a, a big solo career for Ringo Starr post 1980? No, no, I, there was I not. So, so you've got the you've got a pretty good comparison between the two from 70 to 80. And I don't know. I think you might. <sighs> other than other than the double fantasy thing that he did in 1980 that may have pushed him over Ringo. I think Ringo well, John, might have an edge. John was more of a deep cuts kind of guy, though. <laughs> Deep cuts, kind of. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he was known as the. He wasn't known as a, a yeah. hit machine. I mean, no, he was not. He was trying to do. Now, McCartney obviously. was a hit machine. Yes. yes, that guy did hit after hit after hit with both solo, with Linda, with Wings, solo again. Oh yeah. Then with Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, by himself again. I mean, the guy had an amazing. I mean, he started doing. He did. He scored. I think some movies. He he did some classical stuff. He's. He's a talented guy. Now, Lennon was supposed to be the one that was the real driving force. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Not for me. No. Mm-mm. 
You yeah. might be thinking to yourself, why are you talking about this? It's you because might. Ringo Starr has announced he is running for president in 2016. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. Um, which it's is odd. odd. It is odd. It doesn't seem like a good fit for our country. <laughs> it really uh. doesn't. It really doesn't. But that, but, I will say this. Uh, it turns out England is the Christian country, not us. That, that we found out. We for did sure. find that yeah, out yeah. over the weekend. Uh, we probably have that somewhere here. Uh, okay, yes, we do have that. We'll talk about that later on today. But... In the meantime, uh, we've got some other things going on, like uh, presidential candidates who are, uh, over the weekend, Ted released his first TV campaign. Ted yeah, you got to love this. We're in the season already. It is, what, April 2015? 15. Yeah. We are already in campaign commercial season for 2016. Yeah. Yes, welcome to America, uh, because <laughs> that is, yep. wow, we are in constant campaign mode now. This, uh, this one is titled Blessing. Let's see it uh, now. I haven't seen this yet. Were it not for the transformative love of Jesus Christ, wow. I would have been raised by a single mom without my father in the household. God's blessing has been on America from the very beginning of this nation. Over and over again, when we faced impossible odds, the American people rose to the challenge. This is our fight, and that is why I'm running for president of the United States. I'm mm. Ted Cruz, and I approve this message. Wow. Yeah. I like it. That gave me chills. I like it. Yeah, I mean, you don't certainly Good. hear. He is interesting, more overtly than I expected, yes. sort of trying to reach out to the faith sort mm -hmm. of side of things, the religious conservative, which obviously is, is totally fine. It's just uh, he seems to me to be uh, really going that direction early, maybe to try mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, let people from that, maybe because people who understand, or, you know, who are looking limited government or are looking, um, you know, maybe the libertarian leans kind of know his credentials already, and he, mm -hmm. he maybe they don't they don't know this part of him. Maybe that's kind of the reason to reach that way first. Um, but he's trying to lock up that constituency, uh, I guess. You know, to put it in really cold political terms, seemingly that's uh, his direction. Of course, it's all true. It's all part of his character. But there's, sure. a, you know, you can emphasize certain parts of your character, and this seems to be the one he's going with first. Yeah. As for uh, Rand Paul, he's kind of emphasizing he's a different kind of Republican. Here's his ad. Well, he's not emphasizing he's saying it. Yeah. Liberal <laughs> policies have failed our inner cities. I want to talk to you about your trip to Detroit this week, where you helped open the first of what are going to be several Republican outreach centers in inner cities. You also unveiled your plan for economic freedom zones in depressed areas. I think at this point, you'd have to call him a front runner, and I think it says something profound about the Republican Party. We need to return to our founding principles, stand up for the entire Bill of Rights. Our future can include a road back to prosperity, back to respect at home and abroad. It should include a balanced budget and a simple, fair tax system. It should include a government that protects your rights and your security. It should include a stronger, better, more agile military. It's time for a new way, a new set of ideas, a new leader, one you can trust, one who works for you, and above all, it's time for a new president. Okay, as a little chant at the end there. Um, uh, he, uh, he was the one to earn 25.7% at CPAC this year. Um, 
Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker was second with 21.4%, so he did win the CPAC poll. As a poll has, I think, for the last thousand years. Probably. Anyone, someone in the Paul family, uh, King Paul I <laughs> was the first person at CPAC to win the straw poll. RuPaul. RuPaul has was won a, it. Was a big winner one year. <laughs> as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, 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 it's a pretty good ad to start off the campaign, kind of a teaser ad. Yeah, it's uh, a good ad. We swear we're not running for president yet, but we are come tomorrow. Uh, that sort of weird dance that we do with these candidates these days. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's a, a kind of an interesting thing. I mean, Rand Paul, like, I, I'm trying to look at it in the positive in that, like, we really have more candidates that seem votable to me than I can ever remember. I mean, you know, like, Rand Paul has a lot of really good characteristics. We've, we've been tough on him at times because of things that he's done with the establishment. But if you kind of look at, um, you know, you take some of that stuff and... and you know, you can play the game with yourself and say, look, well, you know, he's got to do that to, to not be the enemy like his dad was, reg uh, you know, to the establishment. Uh, regardless, I think if he were president, he would institute a lot of pretty significant changes and certainly fiscally, I think, would be a pretty darn strong president. Um, uh, you know, Ted Cruz, obviously, Scott Walker is going to be in the game here eventually. We talked to Carly Fiorina today, who had some good things to say, although it's pretty early in that, uh, in, in that trip. You have uh, uh, Marco Rubio, who, again... You know, people will say it's too establishment, which I think is probably true for our particular tastes here at the freaking blaze. But, uh, you know, compared to the establishment candidates we've run earlier, I mean, if you have a choice between Marco Rubio and John McCain, I mean, Marco, we would out, we'd probably be out there with, you know, campaign signs for Marco Rubio <laughs> if those two were our choices. Uh, you know, and it's like, you know, there's a pretty good crop here. And as Glenn pointed out on the radio show, there's no there's no bench for the Democratic Party. You got Hillary Clinton, who's been around for a trillion years, and she's going to you know walk in there and assume the nomination is hers, even though she's terrible. She's definitely beatable. And beyond that, what Martin O'Malley you're going to, a guy who nobody knows. I see you once again leaving out the strongest member on the bench that they could call on any time. He could come right on out and destroy everybody in the field. Mm -hmm. Richard Gebhardt. No. Right, convenient that you don't ever mention it. Rich is not, uh, does not seem to be interested in a run or <laughs> talking in public uh, for the past yeah. five years. He hasn't been seen for a good long time. When's the last time Dick Gephardt was on record saying anything? We should uh, see. We, find, we should find that. that. Can we yeah. look at that? But, uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, you were on record saying something about Ted Cruz. I, I think, was. Uh, Pretty interesting thing that weekend. broke about Ted Cruz, this first huge scandal. Oh, uh, no. I know you heard about this, Pat. Did you know that mm. t that Ted Cruz is going on Obamacare? Oh my gosh! This I did liar. I mean, liar. he's fought against Pants Obamacare. On now fire. he he's loves reaping it. the rewards it. of it. He loves it. This glorious uh, program. He now he loves it. He loves it. He, he loves, loves it. it. He's going to keep fighting to keep his base in order. He loves it. But the bottom line is this man loves Obamacare. He loves this it. This is one of the uh, sort of left-wing uh, memes of the past uh, week or two since mm. Cruz announced. Uh, CNN tried to make a big deal about it. Uh, we went over the facts of the uh, issue, however, <laughs> on this weekend's episode of The Wonderful World of Stew. Good news. Ted Cruz is running for president. Mm-mm-mm. Bad news. The media has already caught him in a huge scandal. Chief opponent on Obamacare is about to get his insurance from Obamacare. <laughs> wow. Let's watch the video. Where are you getting your health insurance now? So she's taking an unpaid leave of absence from her job, and, and so we're transitioning. We'll be getting new health insurance, and, and we'll presumably do it through my job in the Senate. And so we'll be on the federal exchange like millions of others uh, on the federal exchange. 
So you will be getting Obamacare effectively. Uh, it, it is one of the good things about Obamacare is, is that the statute provided that members of Congress would be on the exchanges without subsidies, just like millions of Americans. So there wouldn't be a double standard. But, Senator, for right now, the irony is just kind of unbelievable that you have made your name fighting against Obamacare and you now are going to sign up to get your insurance through that very process, Obamacare. <laughs> what a gotcha moment. Is it really ironic, though, Dana, that Ted Cruz has to go on Obamacare? It's time to get antisocial. Hmm. Let's see. Does look like Ted Cruz will be getting his insurance through Obamacare, although he doesn't have it yet there. And a lot of people have questions about it. I'm happy to answer those questions. We here at the wonderful world of Stu want to hear from the average person. That's why we took our cameras to the streets and found regular people who had regular people questions, like this lovely fellow. This is Feffy Disher, and I want to know why did the guy who tweeted in 2017 if we win this race, I hope and expect to sign a full repeal of Obamacare. Why is he all of a sudden on Obamacare? Ah, <laughs> uh, thank you for your <laughs> Thank you for your question, Feppy. Why did Ted Cruz decide to sign up for Obamacare? Dana Bash is completely perplexed. She can't believe this would happen. One thing that would make it easier to understand, Dana, is to have some level of knowledge about what is contained inside of Obamacare. Ted Cruz is legally required to get his work insurance from Obamacare. The law that requires this is known as Obamacare. Here's the text. Any employer contribution under such chapter on behalf of any member of Congress may be paid only to the issuer of a qualified health plan in which the individual enrolled through such exchange. To translate, if a senator gets his insurance through work, it has to be Obamacare. If you know that fact, then this story is not at all interesting. And of course, Dana Bash, one would assume, did know that fact. However, she also knew she could get a big story because her audience doesn't. Our next question comes from another average American. Hello, my name is Pookie G, speaking to you in a completely inoffensive accent. And I would like to know why Obamacare make him do this, yo. Hmm, there you go. You see, Mr. G, if that is your real name, senators used to have really good health insurance. Politicians tend to take really good care of themselves. So when Congress was about to pass a terrible health care law that forced crappy insurance on the pathetic peasants like you and me, opponents had an idea. How about this? The idea was to punish congressmen for passing such a terrible law by forcing them to go on Obamacare, too. You can tell this is true because the amendment that we just read from was put into law not by Democrats, but by Republican Senator Charles Grassley. Here's what he said. The bottom line is, if this health care reform is as good as promised, the members of Congress and the staff uh, and the president and his staff who wrote the bill should know it firsthand. In other words, experience this new law. Uh, if there are problems, uh, they'll be able to really understand them 
as should be. Mm -hmm. Got it. He was forcing people onto Obamacare as a punishment, so it's entirely consistent for Ted Cruz to be on Obamacare like all the other senators that get their insurance through their employer, and at the same time, try to overturn it. If Ted Cruz got his way and Obamacare was repealed, senators would go back to having quality health insurance once again. It not only makes sense for the nation, but it also makes sense for Ted Cruz's family. The only difference between Cruz and other senators was that up until now, he was insured under his wife's health insurance, as he outlined earlier. She's now taking an unpaid leave of absence, so he's forced to take his crappy work insurance. Next question comes from a completely average American female. Hello, my name is Samantha Sparkles, and I would like to know why Ted Cruz doesn't just say no and purchase it directly from the company somehow. Mm, such sass. Thank you, Samantha. Here's the thing. Ted Cruz has a job. In return for his work at that job, Ted Cruz receives compensation. Part of his compensation package for the job he holds is health insurance. Perhaps he could theoretically refuse this, but why stop there? Cruz also opposes excessive government spending, so why not refuse his entire salary, too? I mean, I guess maybe he'd have to get paid something, so why not just take the minimum wage? Well, he probably opposes the minimum wage, too. He is an evil conservative, so I guess he should take even less. While we're at it, President Obama thinks the tax rates on the rich are too low, so why doesn't he pay more? He thinks income inequality is rampant. Why not do his part to solve it by giving away all of his money down to the poverty line and moving into a row home somewhere? He thinks climate change is the most serious threat to the future of the human race. How about retiring Air Force One and signing up for Skype? While you're at it, why was that evil breeder having kids in the first place when the planet is at risk? <sighs> it's a ridiculous argument. We all have to live under the same laws. Next question comes from yet another completely normal but slightly overweight average American. Howdy there, partner. This is your main cowboy, Hoss. If Ted Cruz really had principles and believed Obamacare was so bad, wouldn't he find a way around it? Mmm. Ah, interesting. Thank you, Hoss. That's actually not how our system works at all. People who find ways around laws are usually in jail. Ted Cruz hates the income tax, for example, yet he still pays it. Surely Ted Cruz would like to drive home at 130 miles per hour, but he has to follow the speed limits. Ted Cruz opposes ethanol subsidies, but he didn't build a homemade filter to separate gasoline from ethanol at the 7-Eleven pump when he fills up. Ted Cruz overtly opposes Obamacare, but he still gets stuck paying the taxes that fund it. Couldn't you have written a story the day Obamacare kicked in saying, Ted Cruz wants to repeal Obamacare, yet he's giving his money to support it? It's an asinine argument. And Dana Bash and the rest of the media absolutely know it. We all have to follow the same laws, even if we don't agree with them. The only person who doesn't seem to grasp that concept anymore is the current president of the United States. So to review... Ted Cruz is not a hypocrite for using Obamacare. He's going to need it for that Xanax prescription that inevitably goes along with running for president of the United States. You have to follow the laws, even if you disagree with them. And Jeffy has severe multiple personality disorder. Is that covered under Obamacare?
We may no. soon find out. Stop? No. It is not. Sorry. Uh, but you know what? It seems like every time uh, you turn on the news or you log on to the blaze, there's something else to worry about, right? People are uh, asking all the time, what can I do to protect myself? What can I do to protect my family? Well, we've got a way that you can be prepared with yourself and your family and, and feel really good about it and just get that weight off your mind. My Patriot Supply. All your uh, different personalities can be fed. Mm -hmm. But is that why you uh, eat so much, Jeffy? Because you're actually eating for four or five? Mm. Is that the way that... Uh... Including a female, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so, There's a part so of you. days? Yeah. There's a part of you I would describe as dainty. Um, I don't know which... Uh, the point here, though, his is... His ear? <laughs> his ear is... What would you say? Quite his dainty. His ear is not overweight. That's... And then you could maybe say <laughs> it's dainty. It's dainty. Thank you, Jeffy. It looks but, very nice. Uh... Uh, that's why uh, you need to get a... Uh... <laughs> A 72-hour kit from uh, from my Patriot Supply because you need to be prepared even for all of your different personalities. Mm -hmm. uh, it's only ten bucks too, by the way, uh, and it's only available if you call 800-274-3040. They can only uh, they only have this for a while. I think it's I think they limit you to four of these. Yeah, I think it's four. At ten dollars uh, for a 72-hour supply emergency food supply, I call it a 72-hour kit. Um, because you can pick yeah. it all up and get out of town or whatever you need to do for three days, or just sit there and wait for help to get there. Uh, and it usually takes three days, thus 72 hours. They limit you to four. They do. You've yeah. tried it. Just letting you know. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what if you call from a different number or you say your name is Feffy Jisher? You get more. Does that you work? Get more. Okay. okay. Good. okay it's good. a great way to get your feet wet in emergency food preparation. Mm -hmm. And they're even going to add uh, free shipping to this uh, deal, too. So $10, and that includes shipping. Wow. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So call in the next 72 hours. They'll give you the free shipping. Call 800-274-3040. That's 800-274-3040. Call now. It's My Patriot Supply. It's not just food. It's freedom. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest-growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free, and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this, and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at Broadvoice.com or call 888-332-8036. 888-332-8036. 888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. Welcome, Pat and Stu. Uh, apparently, uh, Jeb Bush had some problems figuring out who and what he is uh, at the, uh, was it the 2009 election cycle? Is that uh, what it was? Yeah, he was uh, filling out a voter registration form in Florida and uh, labeled himself Hispanic, <laughs> which is interesting. Uh, and very that is interesting. I and there it is. Uh, significantly, uh, uh, significantly uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren-esque. Yeah, why? I would say. Uh, look at that. I mean, clearly, why would you, why, 
What is? What? I don't yeah. know. Like if if the one to the left of it says black, uh, <laughs> not or black or Hispanic or whatever the next one, it's hard to read. Um, if that one happened to be white, you could see maybe he would mm-hmm. think it's the wrong. But it isn't. Which isn't. It would be to the right of that. It makes mm-hmm. no sense. Um, and he is, so we do have another Hispanic in the race, uh, Jeb Bush, who is, by the <laughs> way, his name is not Jeb. As you see at the top, it's John. So he can't even, he's lying about his name. <laughs> oh, it's John E. Bush? Why do you call him Jeb? I, I don't know. The J-E-B? Ja- John E. B. No one. That's... Nice stupid. catch on that. That's stupid. Completely went over my head. Stupid. Jeb. That is stupid. <laughs> because that is stupid. It's, it's redundant. It's a je, yeah. it, it should, If you were to say Jeb Bush, I would be fine with it. Or just Jeb. Jeb. But not Jeb Bush. That's J. My John brother. E. Bush Bush. Jeb. Jeb Bush. And my brother. Jeb. Well, I'm sure all the Dickelbergs in his Jeb. life never called him Jeb Bush. They just called him Jeb. And then when he Jeb started Beck. in politics, it was like, well, I guess that's Jeb Bush. I guess that's his name. Huh. John. And he never directly John. I could never get past dingleberries. <laughs> you. I can't. I can't listen to your point once you said the word dingleberries, <laughs> which is about every third sentence. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, again, oddly, another good point. What, what is, what's, your, what's your situation today? That's two on one story. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, you know, I, I, I've said often I couldn't vote for a guy named Jeb. It's not even his name. His name's John. Can you vote for I a guy can, named John? I can vote for a guy named John. And have. I can. And have. And have. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> to our own embarrassment, have. Uh, but I'm not voting for this guy named no. John. I will, John, I, Jeb, Jinglemeyer, Dingle Schmitz. I don't care what his mm-hmm. name is. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to vote for him. Okay? And I'm, that's a promise. Uh, I don't, yeah. Uh, that, now, I did say the same thing about John McCain. I did say the same thing about John McCain and then voted for yeah, him. Yeah, but okay. You had John McCain... Barack Obama. I mean, it's like having... You're going to have Jeb Bush, Hillary Clinton, or Jeb Bush, Elizabeth Warren. No, I've already learned my lesson, though, this time, because I'm going third party. If, yeah. that, if that is the case, I'm going third party. That's, and that's, or right in. I was planning on doing that uh, in 2008. <coughs> uh, however, Sarah Palin won me back. I was like, you know what? I like right? Sarah Palin. So, yes. you know what? This is not yes. a vote for John McCain. It's a vote for Sarah Palin. Now, uh, I don't care if Jeb, if Jeb put Sarah Palin... On the ballot with him. I'm still not there with Jeb. But I'm going to say the odds are pretty low do on it. that one at this point. Yeah, pretty uh, low. Probably not. Pretty low. She's probably, yeah, not going to be. But like if it, what if it's Jeb Bush, Ted Cruz? And you're like, wow, but we love Ted Cruz. I don't think Cruz would go for that. I don't think he would either, but you I never know. I don't think he would go for that. I don't think he would either. I think, he, I, I think Ted, Ted Cruz is in this for the long game. I think Ted's thinking to, myself, to himself, I want to do well here. Um, I want to win, mm-hmm. obviously. But if I don't win, he's set up to run again. I mean, he's, he's young. He's 42. He's 42. He's incredibly smart. This is only going to get easier as he understands this process and, yeah. and really you know, figures it out. He may not win, but, of course, the people he's going against, his biggest competitors all haven't run either. May I say it again? He's 42. I mean, you could say it as many times as you like, honestly. <laughs> he can go. But the point is, he can go eight more years. Let's say it's ten because we're two years away from the election or a year and a half. So he's 51 when he runs again. So what? Yeah. Uh, you, you can easily do that. He could run it at, again at 55 or, or 59. I mean, the guy's got a long time. Yeah, Jeffy was serving in World War I when he was 51 right. years old. He was fighting right. in the Can we not line. talk about my time serving? No, oh, because it'll always it'll come all, back just, to the island of spice, well, right? Well, that was a horrific the, time in my life. Much Wait. worse than World War One. Much <laughs> he worse. He fought in World right? War One, and the island of spice is horrific. <laughs> That's worse. 
Why are you laughing about urgent? No, we're, no, we're not. We're not. We're, we <laughs> we're would not. never laugh about urgent fury. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do it. I, I don't wouldn't do that. But it's interesting. Okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> we actually spoke a month or two ago to a man who fought on the island of Spice. Mm -hmm. A real, a, a real, real man who really real fought. Man. Funny, they never saw me there. Yeah, it we is. We didn't funny. see each other there. Yeah, yeah you'd be real tough to miss on an island too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffy, a big Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd be uh, noticeable to the enemy. Yeah. I don't think he's one of ours. <laughs> if, he, if he was parachuting down, he'd be like, is that the Goodyear blimp? No. Uh, uh, no. First of all, we didn't parachute in. Okay? Solar eclipse today? <laughs> what? Really? I didn't know that was... Huh, it's moving. Weird. Is right. the moon moving? Triple eight seven two seven bet. More bet and stew coming up. <laughs> oh, there's Unless Jeffy moon. blots he's, out the sun again. Sometimes and, that happens. And now he's moved us, so that, that is, is so yeah. yeah. Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. It's uh, it's Pat and Stu. Is that a tweet we got? Oh, yeah. I can't see it from here. Pat and Stu looks like Chris Cuomo officially decided to uh, join the Pat and Stu show. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's uh, in the Jeffy position. It's cute. Which it's is funny. it's hurtful to Chris's family. Yeah. Uh, being associated with with that. Yeah, that's, too, that's too far, guys. That's too far. Uh, if you missed it, we had a little uh, back and forth with Chris last week, who was complaining about us talking about him when he's not present so uh that was a tweet he sent out we immediately invited him on the air mm. gave him the next gave up uh the next we would have given up the next two hours or the next days mm -hmm. next two hours but he he opted out shocking, shocking. it's a stunner when it comes from him and it's, it's just str a really strong moral character to yeah. come out and call us out like that and then just not even and then disappear and act as if he didn't know what the show was <clears> when right. we know he did which is weird yeah but that's a whole other story uh meantime uh J governor jerry brown talking about heavy fines if you shower too long now I'd, I'd love for the definition of too long to be publicized what what is a a, a shower that's too long is that two minutes five minutes ten minutes 15, 20, how, how long do you, oh, no because way. they're talking about fining people 500 bucks a day for taking a shower that's too long. Well, you better define that then, and I, I haven't heard that yet, but here's uh, Governor Brown. Do you think this will be a real wake-up call? Uh, it is a wake-up call, and it should be for everyone, because this executive order is done under emergency power, and it has the force of law. Very unusual, and it's requiring action and changes in behavior from the Oregon border all the way to the Mexican border. It affects lawns, it affects people's, uh, how long they stay in the shower, uh, how businesses use water. The border and how do you really enforce this? Each water district that actually delivers water, so water to homes and businesses, they carry it out. We have a state water board that oversees uh, the relationship with all these local districts. There are hundreds of them. 
Uh, and so if they don't comply, people can be fined $500 a day. Uh, the districts can go to court and get a cease and desist order. Uh, there's, uh, the, the enforcement mechanism is powerful. In a drought of this magnitude, uh, you have to change that behavior and you have to change it substantially. Let me tell you something. The guy was terrific when he was with Linda Ronstadt, and he's, uh, he's terrific today. Um, remember that? Remember Jerry Brown and Linda <laughs> Ronstadt? Yeah. My, my grandpa was told. Uh, did me they about date it. or were they married? I, I don't remember which, but he was governor of California in 1880. 1612? <laughs> no, it was like 1968 or something, 68 to 72, something like that. Then he, I think he took up with Linda Ronstadt for a while and. Uh, I, the guy was a joke. Didn't he run for president, too? He ran uh, for president the 80s, maybe? at least once, mm -hmm. maybe more than that. How'd that work out? Did he win? Uh, no, he did. he did not win the uh, presidential election. Did you, did you have some uh, an update on the Jerry Brown situation with Linda? I, it just says spent time with him. Linda mentions it in her thing, but I don't have any amount of time or what actually transpired, you know, if it was more than a oh, year or oh, two. Or... Okay. All right. Well... But his point there that uh, it's an emergency power, he's signed an executive order, so you can't take long showers now. Or, I guess, water your lawn. I don't know if they're going to do that once a week. What are they going to... I haven't heard the restrictions on that exactly, but it's going to affect lawns, he said, all the way from the Oregon border to Mexico. So that means the entire state of California will not be able to water their lawn, and you won't be able to take a long shower. And, and here you have the almond industry, and, and she brings it up. Um, kind of cool. Yeah, this is, she actually, uh, and I don't, who is she? <laughs> Do you know anybody know her name? Jane. Okay, Jane. Mm -hmm. uh, Jane does a pretty good job holding his feet to the fire. She asked him about the almond industry and the amount of water they use. And a few factoids floating out there. Agriculture uses 80% of the water, but accounts for less than 2% of the economy. Wow. More water used for almond production than is used by all residents and businesses in San Francisco and Los Angeles combined. And it's not even I'm close. glad you used the word factoid, because it certainly has that character. 80% of the water That's used by an agriculture, but accounts for less than 2% of the economy. Is that true? Uh, yeah, you bet it's true. But by the way, they're not uh, watering their lawn or taking long showers, providing uh, most of the fr uh, fruits and vegetables of America. And a significant but is there the something world. wrong there if you're using that much water for almond production? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Just perplexed to look. Uh, uh, this is, he, this uh, is yes. an interesting approach, and I've never seen this used before in the history of politics. He has lowered the quality of the fact in factoid mm -hmm. below the fact. Now, a factoid to me means a short, interesting fact. Yeah. Right? Yes. It's true, right. absolutely. It's not extensive where 15 paragraphs are needed. Uh, and it's interesting. It's something you didn't expect, a factoid. It doesn't mean it's not true. What he says is like, he acts as if she said, look, I have some rumors on the Internet that I found. And well, that's uh, just what they are is rumors. That's a right. good word for them because they're rumors. Right. No, that's not no, what it was. Not, no. I have an urban legend I'd like to quote here. No, that's actually not what she was saying. She was no. saying it's a fact that is short and interesting. Um, the fact is so fact. Yeah, but I'd like to focus on the oid part of that. Yeah, I know. Let's focus on let's pr let's focus on fact. Has oid. anyone ever oid. made that distinction before? I don't Not think that so. I've seen. Has that ever occurred? That's uh, pretty good though. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good good one on the fly. I'm going to demean your use of the word factoid. Although That's how she get didn't out of let him get away with she it. Didn't. She went back to it. Yeah, she did. Yeah, but deal with the fact there. Is it true or not? Oh, you bet it's true. 
Well, then why were you arguing it was factoid? Like, if you're going to say factoid, right, this weird, disp- this is really interesting. If you're going to say, she's going to say, I have a factoid for you. And you say, well, I'm glad you called it a factoid because that's what it is. D- saying essentially that's not true. It's just a, it's a, it's a truthish sort of statement. Mm-hmm. Then she comes back to you, asks you again, is this true? And you say, absolutely, it's true. How dare you say it's not true? Of course it's true. Well, why are you calling it a factoid a few minutes ago <laughs> and acting as if that wasn't accurate? I, I don't. Well, the growers aren't taking long showers. Yeah, right. I know. And it's like, okay, well, so cleanliness, which I, I heard was next to godliness, now less important than almonds. I want to make sure I understand that uh, that uh, sort of food tree, uh, trade tree there. It's a kind of a weird, uh, mm-hmm. weird distinction to make. Um, you know, taking a long shower, which again is the government telling you what is long, what is not. I'll tell you right now, showers one of the pure, uh, one of the most, uh, they're, they're enjoyable. They're awesome. Okay, turn yeah. that super hot water, so you're wasting a lot of electricity too. Uh, maybe some fossil fuels while you're heating that water really boiling hot. Mm-hmm. And then it comes, and then you just sit and, oh, I freaking love showers. They're great. They're fantastic. It's the best part. When you go to a hotel, the only things that really matter are the bed and the shower. Got to have a good shower. Got to have a good bed. High water pressure, good mm-hmm. hot water. Oh, that's, that's so great. rare in a, in a hotel. Though. I know, it is. Mm-hmm. And Even in the nice hotels, they rarely have good A lot good of them do pressure. it because of these stupid reasons. Because yes. of stupid uh, And they always have that little thing. Uh, well, uh, well, you can reuse. If you're going to be here for a while, you can reuse all your towels and make them super nasty, and we'll just clean them. Uh, yeah, because uh, wow. we're trying to save the planet here, so you can just use one towel for the two of you in there for like six weeks, and then we'll wash it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first you thing I do, do that? when I see that sign no. is take all the towels and put them on the floor. Yeah, it's the first thing I do. <laughs> it's, I want them all to me. It is really obnoxious. Hey, because you know, look, I get. Uh, that it's it, there's no need to do that. The same thing with the sheets too. They'll be like, well, if you'd like uh, unless you'd like to have clean sheets every day. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just uh, please I, make them filthy. Right. Yeah, I, know. I want <laughs> filthy sheets. Um, the whole stay here. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, but uh, they do it not because they freaking care about the environment. It's so obvious. You're a hotel. The reason they're doing it is because they know large scale, if people don't do this, they'll save some money on water and electricity and they'll save money. It has nothing to do with, nothing to do with the environment. If mm-hmm. they had an environment, they'd say, stay home and don't go travel to a hotel. Yeah. That would be the first yeah. advice they'd give you. Right. They don't care about the environment at all. Where do almonds stay, though? Almonds, do they, do they stay in nice places or um, where do they stay when they go to hotels? <laughs> you know, I don't know the answer to that. You don't know the I answer? I do know that they get you eaten a lot it. by people who claim to love the environment and want to save water and have no idea that actually well, almonds... Because consume. almonds are teeny, yeah. so they use a teeny, tiny amount of water, teeny, if I'm not mistaken. Teeny, tiny, actually. It's a little teeny, like a drop yeah. grows a whole mm-hmm. almond tree yeah. plant thing. Mm-hmm. No, you actually, know? it's a little higher than that, and we looked at this on Wonderful World of Two drops? What? Two drops of water? That, that'll grow about you know, two dro- I can't remember the exact numbers. About two drops. Watch. Okay. We need to conserve water. It's the right thing to do. Just ask these annoying celebrities. Let's all do our part to save water. Do your part to help save water. Save water one shower at a time. I guess it sounds all like little stuff, but if everyone does it, it, it makes a, a big difference. Um, faucets, brushing teeth, turn the faucet off. Do not wash your clothes unless it's a full load. <laughs> Anything for you, Jessica Beale. So let's see how many gallons of water you can actually save in a day by just doing, as Jessica says, little stuff. Easy things first. Uh, turn off the faucet while you brush your teeth. Uh, you're going to save two gallons of water a day. Put a bucket 
in the shower while you're waiting for the water to warm up. You'll actually use that water later and it'll save you five gallons of water. Then only stay in the shower for one minute. You'll be completely miserable with your life and you'll save 24 gallons of water. If you have to go pee pee, don't bother flushing, of course. Like these environmentalists actually say, if it's yellow, let it mellow. Ugh. Let's say you pee, I don't know, five times a day, and you'll save an additional eight gallons of water. If you have to go number two, don't. Remember uh, that bucket that you had from the morning shower? Use that bucket of water to clean your dishes, and you'll save eight gallons of water. Now, when it is time to do your laundry, you're going to have to wait until your evening shower, and then pile pile your dirty clothes in with you and multitask. That's going to save you 41 gallons of water. Wow. I mean, you just saved 88 gallons of water today. So you're going to feel really good about yourself. You've done something important. You're such a big environmental star. Wow. How wonderful you are. Until you realize that those almonds you've been munching on all day just canceled out your entire water-conserving feel-goodery. <sighs> That's right. It takes an entire gallon of water, a gallon of water, to produce one freaking almond. One gallon of water, one freaking almond. Yet a lot of the sites that are giving you these water conservation tips are also recommending the latest yummy almond recipe. Your healthy snacking isn't very healthy for the planet. And by the way, 88 gallons, all that crap you did all day, everything Jessica Beale wants and more, this is what you saved. One little tiny dish of almonds. Despite that, almonds are big business. For some reason, that is completely beyond me because they're terrible. In 2013, California produced 2 billion pounds of the awful snack food. That's a lot of freaking water for stupid almonds. But this makes sense because we use most of our water for irrigation and not on ourselves. Your rubber ducky bath time and hygienic use of the toilet make up only 13% of national water withdrawals. And despite a growing population, our total water withdrawal has actually been declining. But if you still feel the need to save a source that is already officially conserved and recycled, I suggest that you stop eating almonds instead of doing crazy shit like taking a shower in your clothes. <laughs> But some people might say, I don't even like almonds because they're nuts with tree bark on the outside, and that doesn't make any sense. I'll just eat walnuts instead. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> instead of the wonderful 88 almonds that you could have eaten, you can only eat 17 walnuts because it takes, I kid you not, five gallons of water. To, five gallons of water. One walnut. Five gallons of water! Where's the outrage? I will lead the way with environmentalists on this one. I think we need to ban almonds and walnuts completely because they're freaking disgusting and they taste like nothing but worse. Stop your trendy snacking now. Because remember, every little bit counts, right? It's mm. good protest.
No, no, no. Yeah. Triple eight seven 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 back. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome. Uh, so, I guess we go on a uh, jihad against almonds. That's, that's we are going to do that. Yep. Go on a jihad against almonds. I mean, you got this almond butter. You got almond almonds. You got almond. <laughs> you do have almond almonds, yes. You got almond almonds, the uh, nuts, you know. Greg you got almond. Uh, Greg Almond. Mm -hmm. You got to get rid of the Almond Brothers. <laughs> sucking all the water out almond of rock and is, roll. Almond milk is a big one, too. Almond milk. Yeah, have you had we that? We have some at my house. We do, too. Uh, my mother in law loves it. Yeah, you know, I actually like it more than regular milk now. Do you? Yeah, because it, it, it's, uh, it has a little bit more of a taste to me. Like, you, you know, you get a little mm -hmm. bit. Like, mm -hmm. I, I say I hate almonds, which I do, but. I hate them in their normal form. Like mm -hmm. I don't mind them in milk form or like the almond butter is mm -hmm. fine. It's you know it's not as good as peanut butter, but it's not it's fine. Uh, the um, uh, the even when they sliver the almonds, you know, sometimes they'll sliver them. Like if you put them in like a deli meat slicer and just went like that, and they're really thin slices. I don't mind them like that. I do. I, just I don't like them. Don't I don't like, like them with the bark like and them. stuff on the top. Don't put them on anything of mine. Okay. It's tree bark. Good safety tip. They like got tree bark. Yeah. yeah. They put tree bark on a food. I know. Food. I, it's wrong. It's Frankly, wrong. it's wrong. Let's go to Liz in Virginia. Liz, you're on Pat and Stew. Hi. I was just wondering, how much water do you think it takes to make a half gallon of almond milk? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I a can't billion, even. A billion gallons is my guess. Like One an entire gallon. ocean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. You think so. It has to be certainly more than it's a half be a gallon, lot. right? Like, yeah. If you, <laughs> it has to be a lot more than a half gallon to get a half gallon of almond milk. Um, I think it would. I no, think that's it good. would. That's a, it's hey a good guys, question. I enjoy the show. Thank just you. Call and say, uh, thanks. Thank Appreciate you. it. I would guess probably 100. That's a good question because I mean, think, how many almonds go into uh, into the uh, half gallon of almond? A thousand? I mean, think because if you think about it, like if you just filled a half gallon First jug of all, how with do you almonds, milk and almond. That's got to be worth it. You, you can milk anything with nipples. Can you? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I can't find the nipple on an uh, almond. Oh, okay. Well, you got to look. You That's a fact, me? though. That is you true. Look. I've heard, I've read, I saw a documentary on it at one point. Um, Do you have to use a microscope to find the... Uh... I don't. I would have to ask Jeffy on that one. I'm not Jeffy? sure. Um, but if you think of it, you just, you just took almonds. Around. If you just took almonds and filled a jug, mm -hmm. right, uh, of, uh, of uh, a half-gallon jug of what would be almond milk, mm -hmm. there's probably you fit easily a 1,000 just doing that, right? Then you have to assume that they're going to take up a lot less space. So maybe it's multiple thousands? I, I would, that's Gotta a be. great question, Jeffy. Can you find this out for us? Let's look into that. Liz brings up a, a really good question. I, I want to know the answer to it now because mm -hmm. that's, that's huge. And, and all of this, according to Carly Fiorina, and I believe her, and I, I, I've heard some of this before, not all of it. Um, she had some tremendous facts about what's going on in California, the real deal on the drought. And 70% of all rainwater in California drains directly into the ocean. They don't, they don't trap it. They don't stop it with a reservoir. They don't do anything to it. It just goes directly into the mm. ocean. I mean, well, of course you're going to have a drought if that's what you're doing. Why wouldn't you trap that rainwater and use it? But they won't because of environmental reasons. They won't build reservoirs. They won't irrigate. They, you know, we, we've been talking about the irrigation problem there because of the EPA for a while. And now they're reaping all of the wonderful benefits of those policies for the last 40 years in California. I, I don't want them to, but they are. What are you going to do? Yeah, and we've had issues. I mean, you know, we're going to start reaping them as well because if they we are. if they run out of water and they do have to start cutting it to uh, to agri <laughs> agriculture, it's going to make our prices go up as well. We're going to have to pay yes. the price for their crappy policies, and we've done that for a long time with oil. 
because they stopped drilling off the coast uh, where we have so much oil. Uh, we've had to pay a premium there. Um, and, you know, now the price is a little bit lower, so people aren't focused on it. But that's always built into that price. The fact that California acts this stupidly as they do is constantly built into your life, sadly. What if we give it back to Mexico? What would you say here? I've heard that the president can do that without, because as, as long as it's a really dumb opinion mm -hmm. Congress holds, they can't block it. Right. Um, so he just has to say, "Look, I mean, these people, I mean, we stole it from Mexico, and just, and we we just send it right over, so give it back." Mm -hmm. yeah. I think we've solved this problem. Good. California to Mexico. Good luck. This is the year. Yeah. Blue Jays starting right now, starting the season. Wow. Defense of the 1993 World Series championship begins <laughs> today. Defense of the 93 championship. It seems like that would have been in 94. Uh, strike short year, as you uh, may remember. Mm. Uh, How about 95 then? Let's uh, give it 95, 96, well, 97. Through, you can't take any of those years because the strike threw off the trajectory. Two, three, four, five, six. They were going to win eight, again another nine, World Series in 1994. 11, but the year 12, just ended. 13. 14. Uh, I'm just <laughs> counting now. I don't even know your. Uh, but this is the year, as as I've said from the beginning, from 1993 on. Mm -hmm. This is the year. Oh man, that they're they're going to come back and they're going to do I it. I don't remember you saying that 2015 was the year. Yep. I don't remember that. I, Jeff, I've, do you I've, I've, remember that? I've worded it differently at times. I've called <laughs> like, like for example, I, I worded <laughs> like, it as 2014 as the year as well. Yeah. But what I, and I think you said, too, like 1994 was the year. Well, 1994 then, was the year, okay? Yeah. The problem with 1994 was there was no end of the year. Okay, but what about 1995? Well, 1995 was a whole different story. Mm -hmm. 96? Too long to tell. 97? These are all years that <laughs> I said that the future was bright. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And uh, what I was saying when I said that was I was pointing to 2015, mm -hmm. the okay. year uh, where the Yankees taking on the Toronto Blue Jays today. In New York. In the defense of their 1993 championship. <laughs> Absolutely. They're trying to three-peat now. This, is a, this would 92, be a 92, 93, 2015, that's a three-peat. <laughs> that is my <laughs> definition of a three-peat, yes. <laughs> that's a good point, Pat. All right, Thank you for nice. It. Mm -hmm. 888 back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, Rolling Stone article on uh, rape at the University of Virginia, that big story that never really happened, never really happened, and uh, so they're finally retracting the story now. Um, however... It's kind of interesting because no one gets fired in this deal. They retracted their article about the brutal gang rape. Remember, they raped her on like eight guys, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Wasn't it seven or eight guys? Broken glass. Gang raped her on broken glass. Mm -hmm. They took her into uh, a door, uh, one of the rooms at the frat house, and they pushed her down on a glass table, and it broke, and they continued to just rape her there. Uh, because I guess that was really comfortable for everybody concerned. And they they uh, were such animals that they just did this over and over again. And then uh, she, you would have thought her backside would be cut to ribbons by that point. But uh, apparently that wasn't the case. And uh, she went and told some friends about it. And uh, 
and then the authorities became involved. Um, but the whole thing was discredited a long time ago, and Rolling Stone just now is saying, oh, okay, we're going to retract that story. probably didn't happen. Uh, magazine failed to engage in basic, even routine journalistic practice to verify any details of the ordeal that the uh, source known only as Jackie went through. Again, they uh, didn't even attempt to call the people involved in the story. Now, look, Not I Not even the supposed rape rapists. Yeah, like, I could understand in some ways if you were to have one woman and you believe her and you call the guys and they, they get a story and you're like, you know what, I believe her story more, here's why. They didn't even try to call the people involved in the story. I mean, you know, the most basic thing when you're coming to a story like this of actual journalism, supposedly, it would be to try to call. At least there'd be some information you could tell. Like, the people weren't even on campus. There wasn't even a party the night that they talked about. I think it uh, may have been that it wasn't at that house or something. I don't remember exactly, but uh, they broke this down. I haven't read the uh, new report, although it's, I feel like it might be interesting enough to read because this is something that happens pretty often. I mean, you know, it's it's not... It's that these sorts of uh, cause journalism stories break down often. The lesbian waitress who gets a, I don't, a zero dollar tip because I don't approve of your lifestyle. Um, you know, these things wind up happening. Uh, we've seen happens a lot. A lot with of me, these do, do you discuss the sexual proclivity of a lot of your waitresses? Because I know I do with every one of them. I, I want to know what their sexual preference is before they begin serving me. Do you, are, are you like that too? Do you, do you go through? Don't. Are you, much, uh, excuse me, Susie, uh, thank you for waiting on me. Are you a lesbian or do you prefer men? And then we, we have a lengthy discussion about that and the pros and cons of each. And then... Uh, <laughs> what time is it? Like, how long have you been there at the oh, end of this? Oh, probably, uh, like, if we get there at 6, yeah. we're probably served by about 10.30. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, wow. we're really in-depth. We ever sit down... Why we, would you order first and it. then have the conversation? Because then... That's... I hadn't thought of that. It's um, a good idea. Well, but then you be, might be having idea. a lesbian bring you your food. Yeah, you you can't, can't handle that. Yeah, I know. That's right. As a hate-mongering conservative, right. you can't stand for, for this to occur. That's correct. Uh, Jeffy, I know you do talk to waitresses about sex quite often. How does that happen? How does that work for you? <laughs> well, there's two different ways. When mm -hmm. I go in uh, to restaurants that Pat goes into, I just walk in and go, Hi, hetero man here waiting to be served. <laughs> really? And so, yeah, then if they're a lesbian, they don't wait on you. Oh, okay. They, okay. But right. that's okay. Like, no, he's a hetero man. Let him go. That's okay. That's okay. We want to make sure that everyone knows that's, that's okay. It's okay for that's a fine. gay person to not serve a, a, a Christian or right. a straight person. Right, right. That's fine. Uh, it's never okay for a breeder. You don't. Breeder. You want to ask him to serve a breeder? <laughs> oh my God! Come on now. It's disgusting. Um, <laughs> and Rolling Stone, by the way, will not punish anyone involved in this. No, fiasco. except for the like, like except for the obviously the reporter herself right now, obviously they're gonna discipline her well no not not at all well uh, they I also mean, it doesn't make sense to discipline the people who didn't write the story so i understand that they're not going to discipline any of them mm -hmm. but you know the report of course, <laughs> yeah, gets no, a lot of she's discipline. Fine. fired she's fine uh, she's fine she'll be fine yeah you mean she's been fined no, like a hundred thousand? No, no. I, what I'm saying is she's going to continue doing her horrible job. I'm at not the, understanding uh, this because she mm -hmm. she wrote a false story about a gang rape that affected the lives of many people, including the actual university itself mm -hmm. of Virginia. Sure. And um, and it was bogus. And so 
there's got to be repercussions. Well, so you're saying she was only fined a certain amount of well, money and then she was suspended. Well, there are re without pay. There are repercussions. I will say okay. that. Uh, however, it's uh, just because people are mean to her about the story. Oh, Those no. are the repercussions she's had to deal with. Oh, no. uh, and in her statement, she did not apologize to the unbelievable, uh, to the actual fraternity or the people she accused falsely <laughs> of rape. She did apologize to herself for making her life so bad for the last few months. And that's tough. Uh, mm -hmm. When you are that awful at your job and then you have to deal with the repercussions mm -hmm. of that, it, it is quite awful. I will also say that the fact mm. checkers um, also will not be punished in any way. The fact checkers of the story, that was completely fake. Uh, not punished in any way. Everyone uh, is going to be fine. Anyone under the impression that the Rolling Stone is a an actual journalistic publication yeah. should Get over it. I mean, disavow themselves of that notion from now on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's That's ridiculous. It never, let's be honest, it never Jeez. was good. No, it wasn't. They've had articles that have had interesting things. I mean, was it, things was it good them? about hearing that... Led Zeppelin's bass player did bong hits in the 1972. Sure, okay. I'm sure it was. There's a, I'm sure that was a great story at one time. Was it fun when we got to hear about John Bonham asphyxiating in his own bomb vomit? Sure. Oh gosh, could sure, there be any more great, fun? That's no. fun. You know, that's good stuff. Um, was it great when we heard about Kurt Cobain blowing his head off, mm -hmm. and they had the inside details on that? And, Probably in, implicated uh, what's her face love in that Courtney. the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know that was all great stuff. But are they the one you want to turn to for a rape story, well, a rape allegation at the University of Virginia? I, well, that's why they asked themselves in the Rolling Stone article. Mm -hmm. As uh, we asked ourselves, how could we have gotten the story wrong? Maybe because you're a piece <laughs> of garbage <laughs> publication that does rock and roll stories. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Can you rate the five best Beatles songs of all time? I don't even think you do that very well, frankly. Um, can we can we find out uh, how much uh, ganja Ziggy Marley actually smoked? Uh, maybe, maybe. But I'm not going to trust you for this kind of stuff. Yeah, no. I, I, there, there's no value. There's no journalistic value whatsoever in the publication None. at this point. I mean, they, you know, it's pathetic. They try seriously, and, and it's, it's pathetic. You know, but they are, they, they were always slanted towards a certain direction, uh, that I think we all understand. But mm. they, never have they. I mean, this is one of the. To put this in perspective, it's one of the worst journalistic failures on record in the time that we've been human beings. That's how bad <laughs> this is. I mean, it's. It, it, can, am I overstating that? No, I don't think so. I don't think I, I don't am. Think I mean, so. it's, you know, pretty bad. it's on the level of what's his face, uh, the guy who was copying all the articles in the New York Times, Jason. Oh uh, yeah, Jason Blair. Jason Blair. It's on that right. level where like there's stories you'll. Act, you know, we're not going to remember this woman's name, um, you know, in, in ten years probably, but you'll remember the Rolling Stone fake rape story. It's that big of a deal. These guys made up uh, an entire story that is, you know, going to get them in while well, there's no repercussions from the magazine they're going to get sued for this the the uh the fraternity is already saying we will be pursuing legal action good um and they should i mean they yeah, were they defamed should. they should horrifically by this magazine and particularly this reporter and you yeah. know I, i'm not saying there's a high standard on those cases um uh i, I you know I, I you know that happens all the time 
Um, and there is a high there is a high standard. People do make mistakes. People say things that uh, that they they might phrase something inaccurately. Whatever. There's things that happen, and and that's not most of the time. There's not lawsuits about it. But when you go on a a ten a ten thousand word article uh, and make a huge deal and ruin the lives of how God knows how many people. I mean, mm -hmm. something's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. One thing they did not do, though, is put sexist ads into their magazine, which I appreciate a lot. Um, there have been sexist ads. Well, the, the war on women. The war on women. Has been raging. We Thank heard about you. it with the fake rape case. Mm -hmm. And this goes back and shows, I think, in history mm -hmm. uh, how serious this was. Yeah, it really does. Let's go back with Business Insider and see the sexist ads of the Mad Men era. The company's wish that we'd kind of forget. Um, things like, like this. Does your husband yawn at the table? You know, the things women have to put up with, most husbands nowadays, this is back in what, 50s, I would guess? 40s or 50s? Most husbands nowadays have stopped... What? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what? Uh, Blaze Radio. You're about to hear wow. a, a pretty interesting reveal here. Most husbands nowadays have stopped beating their wives, mm -hmm. but what can be more agonizing to a sensitive soul than a man's boredom and meals? Mm -hmm. In Thank other you. words, you'd rather be beaten by your husband than have him bored by your food. <laughs> Yet, lady, there must be a reason. If you're cooking and not your conversation is monotonous, that's easily fixed. <laughs> Start using more soups. More often, with laughter, more varied dishes to follow. Heinz, lighter, more varied dishes. To for instance, Heinz makes 18 varieties. Mm. You can serve a different one every day for three weeks. Use them in your cooking, too, and strike some new flavors that will lift ordinary dishes out of the commonplace. The Heinz booklet, 57 Ways to Use Heinz Soups, gives you smart new recipes. <laughs> it's... It's awesome. Unbelievable. And this article, uh, this ad for beating uh, your wives uh, paid for John Kerry's last windsurfing expedition. Yeah, can you imagine that? Uh -huh. That's true. Oh, my gosh. It's true because this money saved in the, in the Heinz uh, right. Foundation went to Teresa, then to John. He spent this specific money windsurfing last week. <laughs> it's true. Most husbands nowadays have stopped beating their wives. Which is a good thing. Can you imagine using that in... An advertising campaign now? No. <laughs> Although it's still true, Oof. most have stopped. Correct. Uh, At this wives, point, nowadays, I think yeah, that's a progressive. No, it's uh, not all. Victory. I mean, some still find that an effective way to deal with their woman. Right. You know. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's crazy. What the heck? Uh, how about this one? Don't worry, darling. You didn't burn the beer. Uh, a classic one. I think we've seen this one before, which yeah, is, yeah. is is great. You didn't Be burn the beer. Because see, she's such an idiot. Uh, in the she kitchen. burned all the she food. She burned the food, but the beer's still good. Slits. <laughs> still all liquor, good. baby. Mm -hmm. He's a forgiving husband. He That's is. good of him. That's to overlook some mm -hmm. stuff that she did. Mm -hmm. Get out of the kitchen sooner with Lux liquid. Uh, and Lux is mild on your hands, so you can do all those dishes. You just got a, <clears throat> like several mountains of dishes to do. Yeah, 750 dishes a month apparently. <clears throat> and uh, she can get out of the kitchen sooner. And then, and then there's a in the corner. Her husband is uh, laying on a lounge <laughs> recliner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, the little lady is uh, in the kitchen. That's great. Unbelievable. Here's a here's another. Uh, this is a husband pleasing coffee because you can't have coffee. Unless it pleases your husband. <laughs> well, a woman lives to serve her man. 
I think that's, uh, that's what understand. we're learning here yeah. from the Mad Men era, these real okay. ads from the Mad so Men So these are era, 50s and 60s. Uh, what do we have? Are you woman enough to buy a man's mustard? Mr. Mustard. Men eat it up. Scott Hart spreads joy onto a sandwich no ordinary mustard can match. And you'll like the way its Dijon flavor tangs up a dressing. Mr. Mustard. In the open refrigerator section of your favorite food store or the condiment shelf. But are you woman enough? Yeah. I don't know. Keep me cold and I'll stay hot. Ooh. <laughs> um, by the way, can I agree with environmentalists on something that they probably never talk about? Mm -hmm. What the hell is the purpose of an open refrigerator? Okay. You, I want mm. things inside the refrigerator to be cold. When you open the right. refrigerator, when it's just open, they have those open cases. Yeah. Like you get, what you get is slightly cold food. Mm -hmm. I want my soda to be ice cold yes. every freaking time I reach for it. I yes. don't want it to be this lukewarm thing that I have to put back. It pisses right. me off. Thank you. So put doors on those stupid things. Right. All right. Okay. Think about that. Do we have another ad to oh, piss yeah. us off with? Here's another one. Okay, here's another one. Cigarettes are like women. The best ones are thin and rich. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that one? Silver thins I mean, are true. thin and rich. They're, they true, also right? taste light. They're lighter than other hundreds. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, thin and rich. It's true. Mm -hmm. uh, you want your you want your broads to be both thin and rich. Pat. Yeah, mm -hmm. Silva thins are thin and rich. Mm -hmm. Then you have think of her as your mother. You have some hot babe uh, curled up there on a chair. Uh, she only wants what's best for you: a cool drink, a good dinner, a soft pillow, and a warm blanket. This is not just material instinct. Maternal. Maternal. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, Maternal instinct. It's the result of the longest stewardess training in the industry. For fly the American way, yeah. American Airlines. Wow. So she's going to be your mommy on your next flight. That's awesome. That's not she doesn't look much like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tomorrow's less oil. Women of the future will make it to the moon, or make, make the moon a cleaner place to live. So we're going to send our less astronauts oil. to the moon so they can clean up. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> send female that astronauts to the, to the moon so they can make it cleaner for men. Well, we have seen it's very dusty up there. Yes. So they, there's why some sweeping to be done. Not enough women. Not enough there. women. <laughs> And then you have this uh, long-legged beauty asking the question, this is a computer? You bet your sweet telex operator it is. So uh, dumb girl can't okay. understand what a computer is? Is that right. kind of the vibe? I guess so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess so. Nice. All right. And then you got uh, total. Keep up with the house while you keep down your weight, you fatso. <laughs> uh, don't does it say you fatso? It does not say you fatso, but it's, it does say up to your weight is actually what it says. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, I get a lot. It's like, this odd thing that we act as if people, both men and women, don't care about what they look like. Uh, they do, okay? Mm. They do. And there's a reason why, uh, you know, that sort of advertising would work in theory because uh, it's actually kind of true. Although the, uh, the uh, keeping up the house thing is kind of maybe pigeonholing a little bit. And then here's a, a range uh, oven, and it's a wife saver. Get a range by Brown equipped with a soil-free oven. Uh, every year, the chore of cleaning ovens claims mm. the good humor of countless homemakers. That's so true. Not, Those are great ovens. Not to mention damage to your hands, knees, backs, and busy schedules. How many backs do you have? Uh, well, these, I mean, if it's multiple women, I think okay. we're talking about I'm here, sorry. Stu. Is that, I think those are the, uh, those are the, Ovens that used to have the stoves that pull out or, and push mm -hmm. in, so it only shows you the two. Is that what the top is there? Because my mom used to have one in the one house we lived in. They're really cool. Yeah, they are cool. Uh, I think we've got something a little bit better now. but No, I don't think so. Oh, I don't think great. you do. Two great. ovens? You have two ovens in your home? Uh, yes. 
I wish I did. You hate uh-huh. to have a, one thing you don't want to have we is have housewife headache. No, you don't. Uh, and this is what happens with this product. Uh, when boredom and emotional fatigue bring on housewife headache, you know, things, Pat, like making beds, mm-hmm. getting meals, acting as a family chauffeur, having to do the same dull, tiresome work day after day is a mild form of torture. <laughs> These boring yet necessary tasks can bring on nervous tension, fatigue, and what is now known as housewife headache. That's not, now, they don't give a source for that, uh, oddly. It's just now known no, as that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this kind of headache, you need strong yet safe relief. So take Anison. <laughs> Anison is a special fortified formula. Gives you twice as much of the strong pain reliever doctors recommend most as the other leading. Uh, okay, most as the uh, other leading strength tablet. Does Anison still exist? I don't know. I think it does. Yeah, I'm gonna go with yes. Anison yeah. does. I feel like Jeffy would be the type of guy buying Anison these days. Yeah. Oh please, Anison. That's. That's, that's a, I remember that's my like dad when I was a kid now. saying Anison, though. Like, yeah. Hey, guess the Anison. Like, what was it, like an aspirin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah. So there you go. All right, so there's some, uh, some things you don't see that much anymore. Uh, thank goodness. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More Pat and Stu coming up. Anything stronger than Anison, Jeff? Yes. Uh, doesn't take much. <laughs> Nice Easter message from the uh, leader of the free world. It was really cool. (laughs) I noticed you calling him that today. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I'm not a big David Cameron fan, frankly, but uh, he's really liberal. But this is amazing from a truly liberal leader of a darn near socialist country. I mean, they're far more socialist than even we are right now. Mm -hmm. And yet, he had the he had the giblets to say this on Easter Sunday. Easter is a time for Christians to celebrate the ultimate triumph of life over death in the resurrection of Jesus. And for all of us, it's a time to reflect on the part that Christianity plays in our national life. We should feel proud to say, this is a Christian country. Yes, we're a nation that embraces, welcomes and accepts all faiths and none, Mm -hmm. but we're still a Christian country. That's why the government I lead has done some important things, from investing tens of millions of pounds to repair churches and cathedrals, Mm -hmm. to passing a law that reaffirms the right of councils to say prayers in their town hall. And as a Christian country, our responsibilities don't end there. We have a duty to speak out about the persecution of Christians around the world too. It is truly shocking that in 2015 there are still Christians being threatened, tortured, even killed because of their faith, from Egypt to Nigeria, Libya to North Korea. Across the Middle East, Christians have been hounded out of their homes, forced to flee from village to village, many of them forced to renounce their faith or brutally murdered. To all those brave Christians in Iraq and Syria who are practicing their faith or sheltering others, we must say, we stand with you. I'd like to wish you and your family a very happy Easter. Great. Thank you. Was he quoting a speech from Barack Obama? Or? No. No. It doesn't sound that much no. like him, actually, in any way. No. <laughs> well, he was quoting the opposite of a Barack Obama speech when he said, we're not a Christian nation. So, huh. how about that? The 
country we left because of religious freedom uh, will say they're a Christian nation. The country we founded here based on Christian Judeo principles will not say we're a Christian nation. That's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, part of this is because they've already gone through that whole diversity thing, all of that inclusiveness, and look where it's gotten them. And they're, they're sick of it. They're fed up with it. And I think it, the backlash has swung back the other way. And now they're willing to say, okay, yes, we are a Christian nation. Even this guy, even this guy who is not a conservative is willing to say we're a Christian nation. It's amazing. God, I can't believe it. I can't I, believe it. I should address the elephant in the room. Um, as a uh, Canadian sports celebrity, I don't get involved in such matters as, as, as far as Canadian policy. It's <laughs> <laughs> camera on me when he's saying stupid things like that. It's on him. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> no, I think people were thinking, like, wait, why is he talking about Canada's stance? And I just wanted to make sure that because of my... My yeah, status. yeah. Uh, you know, I try not to get involved because it's a divisive issue. And uh, you know, as mm-hmm. when you're a big sports celebrity like myself, mm-hmm. you know, for an entire nation, you know, the heroes of a nation. They call it. What do they call it in Canada? The catch. Mm, the catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It Why is. do we have a show? Does anyone does that, anyone calculate that? Because there's a lot of people who call it the greatest show of all time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking of how not Christian we are as a nation, the uh, big ruling came in in the case of the bakery that refused. This is the ba- a different bakery. They refused to decorate a Bible-shaped cakes with anti-gay messages. Now, it's up for interpretation if they're anti-gay. Well, <laughs> they are there. Yeah, that would. It's, I mean, they're not saying we hate homosexuals. We demand there be no homosexuals. It quotes a few scriptures. Did they do this on purpose, by the way? Is this, was this I'm a, wondering if, if they did, to see, to test the water and find out if they would be forced. Um, because I don't know why you would do this otherwise. Um, but uh, they, they did this. They tried to get, uh, the guy says, I requested two cakes, each in the shape of an open Bible. Now, the bakery says these were anti-gay messages or we hate gays kinds of things. And... The actual person who ordered the cakes clears that up nicely. He said, I requested two cakes, each in the shape of an open Bible. On the first cake, I requested on one page, God hates sin, Psalm 45.7. On the facing page, homosexuality is a detestable sin, Leviticus 18.22. On the second cake, I requested on one page, God loves sinners. And on the facing page... We were yet sinners, Christ di- when, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5.8. Okay, well, what does that say to you? That says that he believes homosexuality is a sin, yet God still loves sinners, all of us. So how is that a message of hate? I, I don't know. I mean, if you just never want to hear that, that there's a point of view out there, then I guess it's a, a really hateful message. But that's not the message of the Bible at all. And, uh, you know, I, I, the message is, uh, in this particular context, not that important. The point here is, can you force these people to do messages that they don't agree with? And the answer to this time is no. Apparently no. When, when, it, when, it, when it's a Bible verse and uh, a bakery uh, does not agree with it, they don't have to make the cake. 
Yeah. However, when the opposite is true, when there's a Christian baker and someone comes in and, and asks them to do something that they don't agree with, they have to do it. That's why I can't help but think this guy was trying to make that point. Had to be. Point made. Point made, and uh, it, it makes us feel good for about 30 seconds. We'll go to commercial. It'll be over, and, and we'll still be screwed up all over the world. Yeah. Uh, so... What did you say? You said something about hand baskets last week. That was interesting. Oh, uh, that's right. Do you remember Somewhere. what that was? We were going someplace in it. Right? Yeah, it was like downstairs uh, in an elevator. Uh, um, oh, the south. the parking level in a hand basket. No, it wasn't that. Yeah, it was... Triple eight seventeen seven back. Welcome to Pat and Stu. Uh, I guess there were some April Fool's jokes that didn't go well last week, uh, and I hate to see that happen because mm. you want them all to go well. You do, and uh, it's important to me. But this didn't happen. It uh, you know it's life. Uh, there was a student newspaper at the University of Virginia which apologized for publishing a joke issue with articles like ABC office. Uh, officers tackle Native American student outside Bodo's Bagels, and Zeta Sai hosts Rosa Parks party. I don't even, I don't get either one. Well, of them. apparently they were uh, published two weeks after the bloody arrest of a black student by white officers from the state's Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control sparked a campus-wide protest. So. I still don't get it. There was also a gag involving fireworks, uh, resulting in a uh, laundry hamper on fire in an apartment complex. Uh, in Michigan, residents were evacuated. No injuries, fortunately. Hmm. Uh, following a tweet from the Greater Manchester Police, uh, reportedly offended parents with children who have been incarcerated. Here's the tweet. Know someone in prison? You can get them released early by voting for them on here. The prisoner with the most votes also wins a holiday. Regarding this uh, April Fool prank this morning, I uh, upset it. If we're distressed anyone, I sincerely apologize. Oopsie. Yeah, that's not a good one when you have people who are actually have loved ones in prison and they think they can win. Yeah. That's also really yeah. dumb by the people, though. Yeah, it is. You can't vote, you can't vote online. I mean, to... come on. How stupid are you? Yeah. Seriously. Um, Seattle Seahawks linebacker Bruce Irvin apologized for joke tweets in which he was caught drinking and driving after his prank sparked outrage on Twitter. Wait, did he drink and drive? Or No, he just... He just pretended. He, 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 you know, I thought it was actually pretty funny. Um, apparently, uh, people uh, don't like that. But he said, before this hits the media, I just want to apologize to my fa uh, fans and the Seahawks organization once again. I made a terrible decision by driving. After I had a few drinks, uh, I will do everything to get your trust back and become a better person after this. And then... Uh, <laughs> that's kind of a weird one. It's, yeah, but it's kind of... I mean, that's kind of what yeah, makes it funny. It I, I'm kind of with... I'm, you know, look, I mean, I, I know... You're not supposed to joke about bad things. I got it. Yeah, we all understand. You're not supposed to joke <laughs> no, about No, it says right there from Skip Freely, uh, joking about DUIs and putting someone's life in danger is stupid. Yeah, okay? Like, all right, get over And that's yourself. true. That's the, you can't have comedy. Like, Hogan's Heroes was a joke about the Nazis. I mean, can we yeah, get... that's why I don't watch it today. Right. <laughs> sure. Well, that and the fact that it was canceled 30 years ago, but well, still. Right. You know, get my point. Maybe it was 40 years ago. That the it was producers, uh, and they re released that with Matthew Broderick in what the mid 2000s. 
Uh, Did they? Yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I don't understand. Yeah, the, yeah, that's right. I don't understand it. It's just like this. Yeah. I, I mean, get over it. Look, look, what's his face? Um, the guy, who, Trevor Noah, is going to take over the Daily Show. So apparently said insensitive things about women who are overweight. It's like, oh, shut up. It's like, relax. Are you kidding me? He called America worse, uh, a worse yeah. apartheid state than South Africa. Right. And, and no one cares about that one. But Nobody care. cares about his anti-Americanism. Yeah. But, and, and look, I don't care about any of it, to be perfectly honest. I don't care about his opinions. I mean, you know, if I'm going to watch the show or I'm not going to watch the show. But to get all worked up because he made a couple jokes about women being overweight, he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, look, there is room in this society for fat jokes, isn't there, Jeffy? I'm sorry, what? Uh, next one is a happy endings, a cult ABC comedy that was canceled in 2013. This one is 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 just mean, uh, but it, it's funny. I think um, it was basically they made a, a countdown clock on their website that re- that led to April 1st and then just revealed nothing. They're just like, <laughs> sorry guys, I don't get it. <laughs> it's kind of mean spirited to your fans, which I as apparently Twitter agreed. But I still think it's funny. Yeah. If you're a comedy, you're supposed to be able to do things like that. No, not in America. No. Not anymore. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you confusing us with a place that might have a First Amendment freedom of speech? I did. Have, I was under the impression we did have one. <laughs> How about this guy? <laughs> April <laughs> Fools, America! <laughs> oh, golly. Uh. Uh, how about uh, since we're one day after uh, Easter? Did you have any? Oh, you man, have a bunch I, of candy yesterday. I went to yesterday? a ridiculous buffet yesterday, and uh, uh, I loaded up. I loaded up. Um, ate an about Easter candy buffet. Oh, it was, well, they had uh, this particular buffet had uh, multiple chocolate fountains. Oh, um, that's I the sort love of a, chocolate fountains. It's an interesting concept. Oh man, um, where you just like part of me, I can't tell if I'm grossed out by it uh, or if it's awesome. Because you're sitting there, and, you, and I'm watching, like, 20, 30, hundreds of people just dunking food in this moving chocolate that I'm about to dunk my food in. But in reality, what does it matter? I, it does, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, look, I, you go along with the chocolate Unless fountain. Unless they take a kind of, bite of the thing that they just dunked it and then, and then re-dunk. Yeah. Re-dunk. Who knows? I mean, you're not there the whole time. Yeah, that's, I don't know what the hell's happened nasty. there. There's, and there's somebody with Jeffy's level of cleanliness in the place with me somewhere. There's, there's Jeffy there with his mouth underneath the fountain. <laughs> 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 what? 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 That's what he does. Right? That is what he does. So what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little iffy on that. But they had just huge. They had omelet stands. They had you know all sorts of the, the meat Was stuff. It, they uh, had, uh, you know, you've been to the you've been to the buffet uh, at Grand America and so. I don't think City, I ever right? actually have you? eaten there. No. Oh, it, it was a Salt Lake City hotel. We're talking about. Good. So good. But we Pretty stayed good. there a bunch of times. I just never yeah. get up early enough for it. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> it's usually there. It usually ends at like 11:30, so I'm not up yet. Yeah. Uh, but you know. So. So you wouldn't be able to compare it to that. So what was it? Uh, it was just omelet stands, food. crepe stands. Yeah, they had. I think they had a crepe stand Pancakes, as well. They had, and then they had it's brunch, so it was like pasta oh, uh, and oh like pizza, Meat, like and, prime rib. Oh yeah, all that. The mm-hmm. carving station situation. Mm-hmm. Um, then like they had like this whole thing of like dessert parfaits, like little like you know cheesecakes and like puddings right. and things mm-hmm. like that. I ate a bunch of that crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had like some Mexican area where you could have like uh, tortillas and whatever. Tortillas, the yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it was just a lot. Taco and then they had like scrambled eggs and, and uh, potatoes and I'm hungry and where's our food, you know? Ten dollars. Uh, it was it was slightly ten dollars per person. More than ten? Um, yeah, it was. I would spend more. Twelve. Twelve fifty per person. 
I've seen a lot of those buffets. <laughs> I wouldn't spend more than twenty. They're expensive, I, and I, they're dang expensive. And it makes you believe I need to eat more food because yeah. I got to oh, make yeah. this oh, worthwhile. And I do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, you when, when you're paying, you know, fifty Come to a hundred dollars for a person at these buffets, and that's what some of them yes. cost. I mean, you, yeah, you got to get all yours. You don't go. Those are, those <laughs> are the. Those are. Like you got to go for the gusto. Eat restaurants. That's what you don't go in there thinking I'm gonna. You know, I'll eat right, right. tonight. No. 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 No, no, you don't. I was trying to figure out how many calories the average person consumes, mm-hmm. um, and I was looking up articles, and some they say between two and three thousand calories a day? the average person a eats day. at a buffet. Oh, oh at a buffet? Yeah, no way. You go to a buffet, one, t- you know, one pass with multiple plates, you're looking at two, three thousand calories. We have a, who does one pass? Oh, nobody does one pass. That's I'm a, saying, I'm saying, you go up more than one pass. Than one you should time. be kicked out of the place and have to pay again. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, you know what I wind up doing, and this is this is a a tad off topic. <laughs> yes, but this is an important thing I think as far as life management goes. Mm-hmm. Is you start off like there's a day you're like you're gonna like I'm gonna eat whatever I want today. I don't freaking care. Get out of my way. You know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna try to eat anything healthy. You're not gonna try to. You know, there's no vegetables coming. You know, I mean, you want you want food, right? Mm-hmm. But then what I wind up doing in those situations is take gigantic portions of the first five things I see at the buffet, right? And you bring it back, and then you eat all of that, right? Gets, and and then you, you start getting full, and you haven't even explored all Correct. the options yet. Mm-hmm. And you wind up eating things that are only okay to clear the plate. And in the situation, you need to think more like uh, like an American. Uh, and sometimes maybe my Canadian sports celebrity status is making me think more like a Canadian in those situations. Uh, but, like, you mm-hmm. need to, when you take one bite and it's only mediocre, you don't take another Move bite. On. Right. Move on. Well, somebody else will come and get the plate from the They're table. They're going to come get the plate. Move go on, back up and over. fill it up with something else until you find the <laughs> yeah. perfect combination of foods and then load up. Yeah. you got to be well, more of a taste they know, tester. They know for a fact that you're going to get full well before you fill the quota of how much you're paying right. for that Oh, thing. God, yeah. It's oh, my gosh. Not I mean, you close. maybe get $20 of food when you're paying 50 or 70 or well, $75. Yeah. Maybe $20. Jeff, they do see Jeffy coming and they just, you know, they shutter the place. Like, now let's not do this. Yeah. Je- Jeffy makes us all pay more. They, they just, Jeffy walks in there like, look, we'll give you $100 to turn around and walk away. There's places like, <laughs> there's places like that where I developed my Kenyan style of eating. <laughs> Kenyans are distance runners. I'm distance eater. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Just Jeffy's knows. not like, a, he's not Kobayashi. No. Uh, you're no. in a, you're in a, you're in for the long haul. Yeah, absolutely. And that's mm-hmm. a place where you could sit for three hours and just keep going up and up and up and up and up and load oh, up. I and know. they don't, you know, what are you going to do? I know. That was one of my favorite cartoons. On, uh, my mom had it on a refrigerator, and I don't know why she had it on her refrigerator. It might have been for me, but it was the the huge fat lady at the counter of the all-you-can-eat place and the guy you. on the phone, battle stations. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. She didn't like you, did she? What do you mean? Wasn't a fan. Well, she knew him. Well, so obviously she didn't like him. Yeah. Okay. She probably knew him better than us. Dumb question. Dumb. Did his mom know him? Yeah. So sad. Voice work, Jeffy Fisher. Nice. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It is uh, Pat and Stu, and we have another spoons segment for you today. This one uh, Easter related, since mm-hmm. yesterday was, in fact, Easter. New Peeps uh, flavors. Usually, there's just the yellow marshmallow ones, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Now we have Peeps Party Cake. Look at that. And Peeps Sweet Lemonade. And don't forget, Mystery Peeps. You have oh. no freaking idea what it is. <laughs> uh, well, look at that. <laughs> That's great. Mystery Peeps. Mystery look Peeps and Kit Kat things, too. Uh, bunny ears, Kit Kats. How are you on the Peeps, Jeff? You'll eat those the, things? I got the bubble gum. Oh, you have bubble gum. Nice. Should we and try them? I got the mystery chips. This might be too. the first product I've never, I have uh, not tried. What? Before we went on the air. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. I have not tried This is it. the first time I haven't pestered you about uh -huh. it. Uh-huh. And uh, here's some pet peeps here, Jeff. All right, here's a bubble gum. Yeah, give me a bubble. You've got bubble gum? Yeah, you got them too now. Wow. So okay, those, these are good. Do you like the party, party cake ones? Party pretty good. Okay. Party cake? Can you give a little bit more? You're a broadcaster. You think description would be uh, <laughs> at a premium. As you it's like cake. Party cake. <laughs> it's, uh, it's shorter than I expected, but you uh, know. What about uh, mm, party cake? Good marshmallowy party, party cake. cake. Good. Party cake, good. A party cake, good. Okay, the bubble gum actually tastes like marshmallow bubble gum. Really? Can you not eat I'm this? I'm not a big peep. Yeah, I'm not you're, into the your peeps. I mean, I don't eat either, but she loves it. Your yeah, wife has yeah. peeps every day of the year. Is marshmallow made out of animal testin or it testicles or something? Made out of animal testicles. Um, so I do not typically eat it. Um, that's kind of. They're delicious animal testicles. They are. They're, they're flavored yes, they nicely. Mm -hmm. uh, the normal flavor of animal testicles not as good as you'd think. Uh, according to uh, uh, the Jeffy Fisher Institute. So you really won't eat peeps? Huh? Yeah, no, I don't eat them anymore. I used Why? to eat them a long time ago. It is actually. Um, is it? Is it an uh, animal product? Yeah, it's the uh, good old, uh, good old boiled animal tendons. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, that's, it's marshmallow. Yeah, that's what it's made out of. Mm -mm. <laughs> no. Nuh-uh? Is that, what you, was nuh -uh. that your argument? Did you just make a nuh-uh <laughs> argument? I did. Here, take a row of these puppies. Here. Okay. So, do you have the lemony one? No. I have the, the lemony? Have the yeah, you have, these are lemons here. Mystery chicks? These are oh, you have mysteries already. Which tastes like marshmallow lemonade. I mean, so it's they good. did a good job making the taste what they say it is. So this, this is the level of uh, analysis we're getting from you. It's just, you're just stating what the product is. Like you were saying, it's a marshmallow and it's lemonade. It tastes like a marshmallow with lemonade. <laughs> That's kind of like what <laughs> you've provided. Exactly what it is. Trick. Good. I mean, I Jeffy, can lemonade. you give any more depth than that? Um, mystery trick, really good. Like, you know, like, could you eat a lot of them? Is it... Uh, no, These I can't eat. I'm not a huge Peeps fan okay. either. Here's one that you're gonna guess. But I this did place. not. Ha I mean, marshmallow is animal tendon. Yeah, it's well, it's boiled animal tendons. No, they, they boil it. Mm -mm. <laughs> that, that, that makes it better, right? Mm -mm. Well. Okay, the mystery kind. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like a animal tendon. It's a boiled animal tendon. It's a boiled animal tendon with sugar on it. I can't figure out what's the mystery taste. It's uh, come on, Jerry. This I expect you to nail this one. Yeah. Um, do we have an answer to this, by the way, Natasha? Is it, do, we, do we know what the mystery flavor is yet? No, we don't. We're just guessing. So they haven't. Really I know it. Yet. I just can't put my finger on it. Here, you guys. Can you guys try some of these? Anyone know? I know. Chance is on the boiled animal tendon parade with me. So you want to? Oh my gosh! <laughs> really? What sissies? Okay. Come on, it's kind of weird though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is weird. I mean, so you know, it's a gel. It's mean, just better than it's the same with gelatin. It. Yeah, that's what it's, it is made out of gel. That's what the marshmallows, marshmallows are, are made out of gelatin. Yeah. Some, no, the, some of them aren't, but uh, now these are Kit Kats, and they're interesting from the Ooh. perspective of they're just normal Kit Kats that have bunny ears. Oh. And okay. you'd say, wait a minute, guys, then you're just taste testing a normal Kit Kat. No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yes, mm. these are delicious. Mm-hmm. They should really. You know what they taste like? The whole Chocolate. Don't come over to my desk. 
Mm. They, and, they um, offered you some, not me. Mm -hmm. They're mm. good. They're good. We also have a um, pat. Uh -huh. Cookies and cream, Easter Bunny. Oh, what? Oh, wow. Have you ever had one of these? Oh, this is crazy. Mm. Yes. This is too much. Now. now, as a vegetarian, I can eat uh, chocolate bunnies. They're, they're still bunnies, but... Yeah. They're just boiled bunnies mm -hmm. with chocolate on them. I've already taken this one's ears off. <clears throat> no, thank you. Mm -hmm. I got have one more piece. Oh, yes. I love those cookies and cream. That's like a white chocolate with little mm -hmm. cookie pieces in it. That's a nice vibe. I, I really like, like the bubblegum flavored marshmallows. That's so your favorite not, one. If you're not worried about boiled animal tendon, <laughs> these are good marshmallows. We also have a Wonka watermelon fun dip. That's what these are, watermelon. That's possible. You think? They're watermelon. The mystery? Yeah. Have you solved the mystery? Mystery solved. Mystery solved. It's watermelon. Right? I'll, I'll try again. Try again. Try, Jeffy, stuff another one down your gullet and see what that's done. <laughs> I think my favorite is the bubble gum. That's really good. I don't know. That cake was pretty good. Now, here, Party cake's pretty good, too. Here's the fun dip. Uh, this is watermelon, I guess, for Easter. And this is such a weird thing. So do you actually, like, lick the stick? Yeah. Uh, and then you dip it into the sugary thing. And then... And? Man, Come on. Gets the was job it done. It is a, it's that sweet sort of uh, It's a fun candy. dip. Was it fun? It wasn't as fun as you'd think. Do you bite it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you, you go. Eat the and actually, you could do it the Jeffy way, too. It's kind of like, what <laughs> this? Here's some delicious facts about like uh, peeps, if you want. Uh, used to take 27 hours to make one peep in 1953. Yeah, okay. 27 hours. And then you take the... Uh... Each chick was handmade with a pastry tube. Oh, my gosh. Now it takes six minutes to make a peep. Six minutes. I mean, it's supposed to go up your nose, though. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it my way. <laughs> <laughs> you're acting pretty good. I can get them. An average of five and a half million peeps are made mm -hmm. every day. Oh, yeah. Wow. At the factory in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. So instead of producing steel, Bethlehem now <laughs> produces peeps. They've got the big peep store right by the Gaylord there in D.C. or uh, Maryland. Yellow oh, Chicks are the original so peep. Still the favorite. Recipe has stayed pretty much the same since 1953. Uh, the equipment also pretty much the same. Uh, wow. Peeps used to have wings. And now they have boiled animal tendons. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Yum!